everyone, Dave and Jeff doing a podcast late on a Sunday night. This time Jeff held us up. Oh, we work you around your fucking schedule. I'm actually 100% fine with it. It was one of those where I was like, I hope he calls and says he's too tired to do it. I might be right now. <laughs> God damn, we're trying to load up the free shows. They're not going. Son of a bitch. Clock's getting closer and closer to midnight. Like, shit. <laughs> Let's get this shit going. Oh, man. So we Over had a, here. You had a busy weekend. Very, very busy. A lot of shit happened. A lot of good shit happened. Uh, let me start with the good stuff from yesterday. Okay. And, and look, Are you for, one of those guys when someone says I have good news and bad news? You want the good news first or you want the bad news first? I'm like, you know, just fucking get to the point, okay? <laughs> Stop with the hopscotch. Let's go. <laughs> Stop with the hopscotch. Yeah. Who needs all your extra bullshit? Just tell me the time. Don't tell me how to build a goddamn watch. <laughs> hey, what do you want to hear first? I want to hear that you're leaving. That's what I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear the sound of you doing this with your keys and being down the door, being down the road. Asshole. <laughs> Someone's going to do that next time. Yeah, right? Yeah. That'd be great. Um, it's funny, man, because I was thinking about it, Dave, driving down. What a difference a week makes. Monday, I was talking about it. last week was all fucked up. And it's just the rhythm of how shit goes. It was a good weekend. So um, I was out with my sons yesterday, and everything's kind of going along fine. They had a basketball game coming up. And so I said, what do you want to do? We go, all right, we're going to go get some lunch. There's a little taco shop that's got killer breakfast burritos. Perfect. So yesterday, cold, rainy morning, just like a perfect breakfast burrito day. I said, hey, let's go over there. So we go over, and uh, we pull into this little strip mall. Yeah. And I look, and it could be any strip mall in this region. And it feels like more and more you're seeing homeless people. Yeah. That are out of luck and are just sitting there. But this one was a little different because I could tell immediately it was an old woman, like a grandmother age woman. And she was sitting uh, along the wall. She had her knees kind of pulled up towards her. And she was just kind of looking down. She was kind of looking down, like, at her knees, the whole thing. And this isn't the busiest strip mall, but there were enough people coming in. There's a 7-Eleven there. And I just kind of quickly, she caught my eye, and I just watched how many people walked by and ignored her. Yeah. Nobody said anything to her. Nobody asked her anything, did the whole thing. And so I said to my son, Cade, I said, man, oh, man. I go, you know, it could be anybody. It could be a part of our family. It could be anybody. I said, let's just see how many people. Let's see if anybody in our time here stops by and says hi to her. And so uh, we sat there. We ordered. We had our breakfast. We're watching, and people are just streaming by, man. She might yeah. as well have been fucking invisible. And I said to Cade, and I said to my son, Jack, I go, all right, well, fuck that. Let's go. So I went, and uh, I said, hey, how you doing? And she looked up, and she said, hi. And I said, are you hungry? And she goes, yeah. I go, all right, I'll be right back. Kate and I are going to get you some lunch. 
I put this on social media about meeting her, but I didn't yeah. put any of this because then I feel like it's kind of about me, which it wasn't, but this was a fun part of the story that I left out. So I said to Jack, I go, just hang in the car. Just hang with her. Thumb wrestle. Yeah, thumb wrestle, right? <laughs> Don't make out. You just met her. And uh, I said, Cade, come on. So we went into 7-Eleven, and we went in, we grabbed her a sandwich. A couple of those snowballs, the pink ones. Well, it's funny, Dave. We got a sandwich. We got her a little tin of Pringles. Yeah. We got her a Dr. Pepper. But then I said to Kate, I go, this is going to be the cool part right here. And we swung around, and they have kind of that area where they've got the snowballs and the Rice Krispie treats and all that stuff. And one of the things they had was just like a little packet of cookies. Did you just fuck your mic up? I think I did. You you did. No. Try it again. It was working fine. Why'd you take it apart? Why do you keep asking me questions when my left mic didn't work? God. Only guy I know. Hey, the car's running fine on the freeway. Let's just turn it off. All right. Yeah, good luck. And so as we, I swear to God, if I get 20 minutes into this story and you're like, we got to start over, I'm going to fucking choke you. We won't. With a cord. You're doing such a great job of boring us. Yeah, it's so dumb. So we go and I said to my son, Cade, get her a pack of cookies. There you go. Nope. No, go ahead. Keep talking. I swear to God. What the fuck? I'm fine over here. So basically, we got her lunch, we took it over to her, and it was great. We just brought her lunch, we brought her a sandwich, some chips, a drink, we brought her cookies, we brought her a little carton of milk, and David was great. And it was great for my sons, and it was great for her, and I just said, what's your name? And she said, my name's Anna. Don't worry about it. Go fuck yourself, she said. Yeah, <laughs> she said, get your ass out of here. I'm on the tap with the Lipkin mic. Look at that. Yeah, good for you. Good for me. And so, yeah, Dave, we just gave her lunch. and uh, That's nice. We chatted with her for a little bit. I said, where are you from? She said, I'm from northern Minnesota. And she said, excuse my French, but it's fucking cold there. And started, what did you say? Did you say we're one and the same? Yeah, I started laughing. I said, you know, I just kind of told her where I was from the whole thing. But uh, I said to her, I go, look. Um, can I take your picture? Yeah. And I said, I want to take your picture for no other reason that I want to remember this day. And I said, I want my sons to remember this meeting. And she said, that'd be fine. And so I took a picture that I put out. And like I said, Dave, I had got her a sandwich. I got her chips, a drink. And then we got her a little packet of cookies and some milk. And she's kind of going through the bag. And, uh, I said, well, what's your family like? And she said, well, I had four brothers, and all they did was ask me stupid questions about girls all day. I go, oh, man. I go, guys are dumb. That's all we do. Yeah. All you do is ask dumb questions. She, she said, said that? Yeah. All you guys do is all ask guys dumb questions. All guys do is ask dumb questions. It's true. I said, Anna, I know it. You're right. So we're leaving, and I said, well, you know what, Anna? I said, we enjoyed meeting you. And she said, I liked meeting you. And I said, well, I hope I see you again. She goes, man, I hope so, too. That was fun. I go, okay, hey. And I yelled at her across the parking lot. I go, Anna! (laughs) And she goes, what? 
And I go, don't eat those cookies before you eat your sandwich. I don't want to see you cheating. And Dave, she laughed and laughed and laughed. And I said to my sons, I go, you know what? I go, that lunch costs us less than 10 bucks. Of course. I go, how much fun was that? And my sons are like, that was cool. I go, how many people? And we're watching people that walked by and ignored her. Yeah. Somebody saw me in the 7-Eleven. I think Jeremy saw me in the 7-Eleven. like, oh, I saw you buying stuff. I was buying it for Anna. Yeah. But, uh, Dave, it was great. It was great. And it wasn't about anything else but just connecting with people. And you know what, man? I've said it a million times. There are people that fight the battle on different levels. And occasionally knowing that somebody out there cares about you is pretty nice. And I just wanted my sons to be of the mindset that if you see somebody, don't walk the other direction. It doesn't mean you have to buy them lunch. It doesn't mean anything. No, you do it in New York, you'll go broke. Yeah, but you could say hello. Yep. You can say hello and say, hi, what's your name? It's nice to meet you. And, uh, and I think they got a little something out of it. So it was cool. Did your kid say anything else about meeting her? Uh, yeah. Because kids will say everything that they see. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go and say exactly what I saw. Yeah. They should have got her disposable razor. She had a little bit of a beard going. I know better, that's wrong to say. You motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. I'm just saying. Yeah. Did you see Maybe that? Maybe she wouldn't be homeless if she trimmed the, the hairs on her chin. Goddamn. You're fucking. You know what? Anything bad that happens to you tomorrow, you got coming. That's fine. I, I did hope, enough bad things before that. I hope you get fucking tapeworm tomorrow. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> you know how we always say nice guys finish last? Yeah. Friday, I'm getting in the car, and, and my son's getting on the other side, yeah. and there's a guy, a military guy, in front of us. He's parked oh, yeah. on the street. There you go. Here comes your fake valor. What no. are you going to fucking do for the no. military guy? Josh goes, sir, I just want to say thank you for your service. And he goes, thank you very much. And I get in the car, and he gets yeah. in the car, and then he walks to my side, and he stops me, both hands up. Hey, I really appreciate what you said. I could do some help. I got a dead battery. How about yeah. charging this thing up? Yeah. And I was like, fuck me. See, if you didn't say anything to this guy, yeah. I wouldn't be charging this guy's battery. It'd be 20 minutes late home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not only do I hope you get tapeworm tomorrow, I hope you get a ringworm too. Ringworm would suck. Just look at my arm all of a sudden I got ringworm. I'm like, fuck. I want it on your head. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't even know it was on my head. Like a fucking, uh, what are those little hats the Jewish guys wear? You like them. You yeah, got I'm them a cuss. I don't yeah. know how but yes. If you get one like the size of a common, oh, Jesus. common yarmulke right along your head. I don't even know what it feels like via ringworm. I know it looks weird on well, the I, arm or skin. I, I hope by this time tomorrow you have a very clear <laughs> Right on my cheek, right on my face. I can't even hide great. it. That's what you deserve, you sick son of a bitch. Uh, then last night, this to me last night was unbelievable. So me, Trotter, and Sean Walchev get together for uh, fight night. Yeah. For the John Jones fight. And Cali Comfort, to their credit, man, they don't really need to do fight night anymore. They, got, they had people packed in that place to watch the fleet off a of Bleacher Report stream. That's wow. how good shit's going for Sean, and it couldn't happen for a better guy. So uh, Sean, Jim, and I always get together for the fights when we can. And I said, you know, Jim lives down here. I said, you know, we'll make it easy on Jim. He's yeah. been traveling to the combine the whole thing. 
I go, there's a Wild Wings in Eastlake at the Otai Ranch Mall that shows the fights. We've been there before. Yeah. They go, uh, okay, great. So I get down there about 5 o'clock, grab a table, and because John Jones is fighting, I can see the room starting to fill up. A lot of times it takes to like 6.30 before yeah. shit fills in. They've last night by 5.20, pretty much every table was full. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to have a quick bite to eat right now, and then we'll just hang out. So I have a quick bite to eat. Jim and Sean get there right after about 6. They eat. Fight card starts. Everything's going fine. We're doing well. And uh, this was the first mistake. And going to a restaurant with Walchef is so much fun because he loses his yeah. shit on everything that we probably don't pay attention yeah, to, exactly. but, but we should. And at 8.02, with about two hours ago on the fight card, the, the waiter comes by and goes, hey, I've had my eight hours. I need to... You know, I need to leave. Can we cash out the check? And Walchev goes crazy. He's like, that's the dumbest fucking idea for any restaurant. Exactly. You're you're asking, who gives a fuck that you have to leave? Go. We'll square this up tomorrow. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> because the point that Sean made is exactly right. Once we paid the tab one time. Yes. How many people have interest in opening another exactly. tab? It's stupid as shit. So whatever, we close out at eight oh two. We tip the guy out, but now Jim's had dinner, Sean's had dinner. There's, you know, empty glasses, whatever, and there's all these fucking wait staff like just walking around, taking selfies, talking, doing wow. everything, literally circling the table. Not just my table and our table, but. There's got to be the entire bars covered with dirty glasses, three bartenders just looking at them. All of our tables are covered with empty glasses and, Jesus. you know, like wild yeah. wings. They've got those little like boats. Yeah. These fucking waiters are just walking around, not doing anything. Doesn't what? that fall on the manager? Yeah. Yeah. They're not doing shit either. So, uh. But we're kind of watching the fight, not really paying attention. And next thing you know, 8.02 becomes 8.32. And then it becomes 9.02. And I'm like, you haven't had anybody stop by this table, even though you could reach over and flick them in the bridge of the nose. Nobody has said to us for more than an hour, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Do you need anything? Hey, can I clear your table? My table, the bar, anything. So I'm like. Hey, the wall chip. I'm like, boy, what's going on? <laughs> but again, we're watching the fights. Everything's yeah. going on. Now 902 becomes 932. Now it's been a fucking hour and a half. And I'm like, holy shit. So I say to Jim and Sean, I go, uh, it's been 90 minutes since we closed out that fucking tab and nobody's come here. So at uh 15 minutes later, this dude walks over, he's like, hey. Can I get anything? For, and I go, you know, it's funny. I go, you're the first guy in an hour and 45 minutes to say anything to this table. Yeah. What do you say? And the guy goes, oh, you know, uh, if you need anything, you could have just asked. And I go, what's your job description? <laughs> I'm like, what? what's your fucking job, kid? I yes. said, I'm like, look, I'm not mad at you. If it wasn't for you, it'd be two hours. 
But so now I'm like, you know, you kind of want to fucking light him up. Yeah. But Steve Woods pointed this out, pointed it out about Raul at Fox 5. And Steve hates this about Raul at Fox 5, and I understand why. Raul at Fox 5 has become a complete bitch on Twitter. Uh, why is DoorDash so much more than Uber Eats? And I, really nice guy, but he has turned into a complete bitch. Yeah. On tw- always crying, always, and Woods pointed it out, and I hadn't noticed it until he did it. And it's exactly right. This fucking guy can't stop crying on social media. So I'm very aware of that because I used to say that shit and be like, hey, you know, the guy next to me might be pissed, but he may have 15 followers. We've got 5,000. I'm going to leave Trotter out of it because I don't want NFL Network to call Jim and be like, "Uh, you know, Wild Wings just canceled. (laughs) thanks Jim that does happen yes yeah (laughs) so I wrote a tweet going we waited an hour and 45 minutes and I said hey Sean Walchip that's normal right with like the crying emoji yeah like laughing because really it's not like we waited for dinner we probably could have done drink refills but overall we were fine that's a long time you could have driven to to Carson to see a charger game right hour 45 is a long fucking time but I knew it. And sure enough, 10 minutes later, my phone's buzzing and it's Woods. Oh, we got the new Raul. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I don't want to be the new Raul. Yes. But the funny shit was, Dave, that everybody just started lighting up Wild Wings. My kids love that place to yeah. go and watch games and do the thing. Oh, that place is shit. The wings suck, everything else. I just left it there because it all goes to their social media. Good, it should. Did you, you, they should. Here's the deal, man. You know, sometimes you have to complain. If you don't complain, and the, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know, yeah. hopefully it cleans it up, not only for them, but I mean, I know you weren't the kind of guy that's sitting there saying, well, now that I complain, they're going to give me $100 worth no, of free I food at Wild Wings. They're not going to do that. You don't no. want that. No. But there's a reason to complain. That's insane. I, I, yeah, obviously, Sean's a good friend of ours. Our friend Brian's in the restaurant business. Oh, yeah. it's, it's great going to going to a restaurant that fucks it up with somebody that right. does this for a living because they point out everything they're supposed to do. Right, and they're all walking around. That yeah. would be the thing to me. I'd be like, "Look, your two fucking managers were right there." I took a picture of our uh, receipt just so I could tell them. Yeah, well, this is where the table was. The table was right there. Yeah, but I'm like, your bartenders got. I, I worked in a bar at Diego's for people that remember Diego's. When I worked at Diego's, if we had two empty glasses on the bar, we were getting a fucking knee in the nuts. Yeah. That was written into the employee handbook. <laughs> we're going to knee you right in your fucking nuts if there's two glasses on this bar. And shit, it, last night there had to be 40. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, this place looks like shit. And they're watching the fight. Taking selfies, fucking wow. around. Yeah. You think they want to tip? I thought that's the whole point of it all. Yeah, we'd already tipped that yeah. fucker out. What about everybody else in that fucking restaurant? Right. What are they sitting there working for? Right. So how, overall, I didn't I didn't see the fights. I was at a friend's 50th birthday party. But when you uh, when you look at the fights, my, my son went and we, he watched them at a buddy's house. He yeah. was saying he thought the fights wasn't a great card. He no, said the guy that fought John Jones just didn't want to get knocked out. Well, he sucks. Anthony Smith sucks. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have been in that fight. So who do you blame putting that card together then? Well, the funny thing was the fights started really good. 
The first fight on the pay-per-view was uh, Cody Garbrandt against Pedro Munez. That fight was unbelievable. That fight was a complete war. Just two guys just stand in. I mean, that was a one round. That felt like Hagler Hearns. They just stood there and that was the opening nice. fight on the pay-per-view. That was great. The next fight was the chick fight, Tisha Torres. She's a good wrestler. Now that was kind of more two really skilled women wrestlers. So it was more of a of like toss, you know, like throws more than striking. That was a really competitive fight. A little different than the first fight. Yeah. Now the third fight comes out, and it's Robbie Lawler against Ben Askren. Ben Askren, for 10 years, had heat with Dana White because he wanted into the UFC. He and Dana White hated each other. Last night is his final first fight in the UFC. I shouldn't say finally he makes it to the UFC. Yeah. He's fighting Robbie Lawler, Dave, that you and I had on at Super Bowl 50. Veteran guy. Lawler comes out and starts beating the living shit out of Ben Askren. He's bleeding. Black eye. His nose is busted open. Man, it looks like Robbie Lawler is going to walk right through him. Askren, all-American wrestler, gets Lawler against the cage and has him in an old-school WWE headlock. Yeah. Herb Dean, veteran referee sees Robbie Lawler's right arm go down. He thinks that Lawler's out. out. Yeah. He says something, but because Ben Askren's arm in the headlock is covering Robbie Lawler's ear and mouth, Lawler doesn't have the chance to respond. The referee's job is to protect the fighter. At that point, he believes Askren's choked him out. He stops the fight. Robbie Lawler goes, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And, And... and Herb Dean, I've never seen this before, looked at Lawler and goes, I'm sorry. Really? And he hugged him. He goes, I'm sorry. Hugged him? Yeah. Well, they've, he's done probably 20 of his fights. Jesus. So you go, okay, shit, that was pretty wild. It happens. He's trying to protect the fighter. And he said he owned it. He's like, fuck, man. I thought you were out. Your fucking arm went limp, kid. So you go, okay, that's it. Now you get to the co-main event, Tyron Woodley who I know well from clinch gear, the most boring fighter in the world, and he got destroyed over a five-round fight, so he's out. Boring, boring, boring five-round fight. And Anthony Smith had no point being in the cage with John Jones, and it showed, and so that one was boring. But first three were fine. They just, you you would think having two title fights on the card, and they just closed out really poorly. Who's the best guy to fight John Jones? Ooh, I like that question. Who is the best guy? You know what I think the fight's going to be with John Jones? I think John Jones is going to fight Brock Lesnar. Really? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be really, really fun because Lesnar is just so much bigger than God, Jones. That is huge. Yeah. I don't think Jones really is interested in fighting Daniel Cormier again. No. I don't think... Uh, I think... While Cormier has talked about fighting Lesnar, I think people want to see John Jones yeah. and Lesnar, and that would be fun, right? Yeah. That'd get you out. I know last night yeah. you had a big night, but you'd show up for that. I would have shown up. Honestly, I would have shown up yesterday. I had nothing going on. My wife's out of town. My my kid was out. I was like, why not? And my, my mother's still here in town for a couple more weeks, but I had a 50th birthday party. That was because with this neighborhood. We, I asked, well, you know who, you, you know, our buddy Mike. And I say Mike because... 
Mike always watches the fights with us over at Woody's house. Oh, okay. okay. It was okay. his wife's party. Okay. But it was it. funny. When I saw Mike, he says to me, as soon as I see him, I feel like I was just talking to you. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I've been getting caught up in all these Dave and Jeff podcasts. <laughs> nice. so, so as long as you and I have known him, he's, he started listening to our show nonstop. And so he was all pumped up. That, but of course, man, we're going to show up to uh, oh, yeah. a 50th birthday party. Raider it's Mike. a big deal. Raider Mike, who all used right. to be Charger Mike. Right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Raider Mike. Yes. Uh, okay. Good guy. Good pass. Uh, so that was uh, last night. And then today uh, we were in L.A. So I went to L.A. Now, this is this was what was kind of cool for today, Dave. We took Jack and Cade's mom. Yeah. Usually this trip is just uh, me and my sons. And today we took their mom. And so picked them up in the morning, picked them up at like 8 o'clock today. Okay, games at 1230. Games at 1230. We got up there at about uh, 1045. Okay. So... You know, the one thing that I said to my sons at age 11 is, I said, look, today I'd like to do some shit that your mom would like. Because she doesn't really make yeah. this trip. She and I made it a lot years ago. She hasn't been here in a long time. And they were like, okay, but they're still 11. I know they're going to fuck up somewhere along the line, turn into self-centered little dicks. But I tried to get uh, a jump on it. So we, we drove to L.A., we parked at uh, 7th and Fig, where we always park. And the first thing that I said to her is, I go, look, this is our first stop. And I took her to the Wilshire Grand Hotel, and we went up to the 74th floor, where the entire floor is open. It's where they check in for the Intercontinental Hotel. But it's unbelievable views. It's, a, it's a, almost a 360 up there. So you can see from Dodger Stadium, the Hollywood Science cool. Staples Center, the whole thing completely free for anybody if you want if you go up there. Uh, so we spent about 20 minutes up there. And then um, their mom's a big reader. And so we walked uh, downtown L.A., which was kind of fun today. We got stopped like four times because they were filming a Jeep commercial. Really? So you're watching these kids are running down the street. You're watching the Jeep fly around. So in a couple of weeks, there'll probably be a Jeep commercial. That's cool. The, you know, I was wondering how they do that in L.A. Like, yeah, how do you close down Sunday the streets? Uh, this is a Sunday morning deal. How do you close down the streets for these car commercials? Yeah, Sunday morning, and everything was closed down. Each time, we got stopped probably four times mm. over the course of the morning. Um, but each time we were stopped, it was less than three minutes. So they're like, okay, cops are there. Shut everything down. Here comes the Jeep. Here come like the kids that are running kind of part of it. Great. Off you go. Uh, our next stop was the last bookstore, which is incredible at Fifth and Spring downtown. And uh, she freaked out. She'd never been in there. She's been to L.A. a million times. It's an, it's an old school bookstore in an old bank building. Okay. And there's a tunnel made out of books. And there's all kinds of twists and turns in this place. She loved it. So she picked up. God damn, she must have picked up like five books while we were there. Uh, we get over to the Clipper game, and it was really funny. So we sat, uh, we were up high. We are up in like the 300s, yeah. up high, but right at center court. Um, their mom, and Kate and his mom said, hey, we're going to go get food. And I was, Jack and I are like, all right, cool. She's gone for a few minutes. She comes back. She goes, hey, um... I got a weird request. I go, all right, what's up? 
She said, I literally, while I was in line, I was stopped by a woman from the Clippers because she was wearing a blue shirt. Yeah. And the lady from the Clippers said, we want to upgrade. I've got two upgrades for you and him. Um, do you guys want to move down below the basket? And she goes, you guys okay with that? I go, go. Yeah. Go. So, like, I never even sat with those two. They went down. They were below. Was Cade like, what the fuck? I should have gone with her mom to get food? Well, no. Originally, it was Cade and his mom. Okay. But then I was looking, and uh, I noticed that directly in front of her, there was a seat open. So I texted her because she goes, hey, we'll come up and change out for the fourth quarter. And I go, look, ask that dude in front of you if that seat to his left is open. Because I said, if that's open, I go, I was just here for a Laker game. I was here for a Clipper game. I go, I don't want Cade to have to come. I go, I'm going to send Jack down. She's like, what? I go, I've been to 10,000 games where he goes solo. I go. So, yeah. So, it was very funny. Cool. They went down. They got to sit below the basket. Clippers blow the Knicks out. Yep. Um, but then, Dave, the, the final part of the day was really cool. And the final part of our day was, you know, our divorce is almost done. She and I will probably never make that trip again. We used to make it before our kids made it. <clears throat> and when we met like 16 years ago, one of the things that we connected on was she was very tight with her grandfather I was very tight with my grandmother. Yeah. Her grandfather, my grandmother passed away within like four months of each other when we first started dating. And so game finishes at like three. And, uh, you know, I knew I was coming down here, but I said, hey, we got a couple hours. You know, you want to go to Amoeba? You want to go Beverly Hills? What do you guys want to do? They go, oh, let's just go. Yeah, let's go drive down Sunset Boulevard. I said, okay, great. And I said, well, to save some time as I come out, I said, I'm going to jump back on the 110. I'm going to take the 110 up, and we'll just cut over on the 101. And as we're going up the 110, their mom said kind of softly, she's like, man, it's where my grandfather lived. Really? And I go, oh, that's right. And my kids said to her, how often did you come up? And she goes, you know, I was here twice a month, every other Sunday. My mom would go, and then I would go. And I would bring my grandfather's soup and we would hang out and, you know, it was just, it was really great. And I said to her, can you find it? She's like, what do you mean? I go, well, we're going now. And she's like, what? I go, that's our next plan. Our plan is today's about you. We're going there. And so we found it. We found this little place in Silver Lake and... You know, David meant a lot to her, Good, which was great. But th- the crazy thing was, she goes, oh, man, there it is. I go, look, I'm going to park, take Jack and Kate back there and tell them the story about their great-grandfather and the whole deal. And they go back there, and she's saying, you know, it was hard for her. You know, it chokes her up a little bit. And she's like, yeah, this is where I used to sit on the patio. And this guy turns around, and it was her grandfather's neighbor. Really? Who hasn't seen my ex-wife in 15 years? Yeah. Never been. And so she took pictures. And it, Dave, it was just great, man. It was just great. And, Good. you know, we just came back down. And she just said, you know, like, 
like she and I get along really well, but it's always kidding. And she said, yeah, that really meant a lot to me. Cool. And you go, fuck that, that made the whole deal. So yeah, I mean, from meeting Anna crazy shit last night to kind of being able to do that today and make that memory for, for their mom and for Jack and Cade, because I don't know that they'll ever, any one of the three yeah. of them will ever be back on that back patio. But I just, uh, you know, David, it all circles back to what I said. When last week was a really shitty week, a lot yeah. of people stepped up for me. And so today and over the weekend, to do some nice things for her, kind of make a nice memory for them, be a part of what happened yesterday. Fuck, man, it's nice. It's nice to pay it back. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I didn't need anything out of it. No. I, I fucking had a blast. It was great. Yeah, not not bad at all. Not not right. bad at all. It's funny. I'll uh, just I'll just go through uh, just my week because it really yeah. uh, <laughs> wasn't exciting and it wasn't great. But we uh, we're in high school baseball season. So right. so again, coaching at Benita Vista first year, we started off two and zero, excited. You know, here well, we go. Well, here we go. We win our first game. We play our second game against Granite Hills, who's a uh, division one team. Here come the Gonchos. We're two and zero. Here come the Barons. All right, oh, shit. but either way, okay. I just ordered. I just ordered you a sweatshirt. You Thank asshole. you. So last week we're playing Rancho Bernardo, one of the top teams. We yeah. fucking fall short. We what happened? We, fuck, we didn't hit and we didn't get timely hitting. But well, we're, what we're about, the, how's your pitching? Pitching's not bad. Actually, our pitching's carrying us right now. Our best hitters are struggling, which is very Who's frustrating. Who's the hitting coach? You know what? I, I, I hate to point fingers, but every every goddamn kid has their own personal hitting coach. Well, what is who the fuck is managing this so, team? So oh, I'm managing this team. It's funny you say that. This is what I tell the kids because they yeah. aren't hitting. I go, here's the deal. I'll let you do it your way until you prove to me you can't do it. Well, I feel like they already have. Okay, exactly right. So I pull them all in a big ass circle. Yeah. And I say, go through each guy. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you what, doing? What the I, fuck are you doing? I go, I watch you guys every fucking day. And I go, it's driving me crazy. I don't cuss. I can't cuss at all. There's one kid who tells me, coach, you can't cuss. I keep <laughs> saying, I can't wait till you fucking graduate, guy, and start cussing again. So I don't cuss. I don't cuss and I don't dip. It fucking drives oh, me nuts. Oh, shit. So it's driving me crazy. And okay. the guy who fucked it up for everybody is guy dang Donaldson. Josh Donaldson telling everyone hit the lower half of the ball. Yeah. Has gotten everyone on our team to fucking pop up in the infield. Like at a 21 ounce a game, 16 of them are pop ups. Drives me out of my mind. So I'm like, you assholes aren't. You ever throw no, your I hat? can't say you assholes. No, I don't. I, I don't. In my head, this is what I'm thinking. I don't say it. You assholes don't hit it out in practice. So why the fuck do you think you're going to hit it over the fence in the game? All right. Drives me crazy. So we lose to Rancho Bernardo. We go, we play Poway. Yeah, how'd that go? Fuck. What do you mean, fuck? That's not a good start. So we lose 6-3 to those guys, but we give Let's up a run. Barons. We give up a run in the first inning on yeah. a balk. That, oh, then the shit. guy that was on second moves to third. So then on the next play, my catcher says he's going to throw it to third base. And my third baseman decides, I'm not going to catch the ball. Oh, was, that's great. It just goes in the left field. That's run number two. Thanks, Scott Kulba. And then in the fifth inning, Ground ball hit to second. Taylor made double play. We don't turn the double play. Why not? Because the guy bobbled it. We only get the first out. Nick's Jesus pitch. Two Christ. run a home run. That's four fucking runs right there. We lost by three. That's fine. Then That's we, not fine. It's not fine at all. Okay. Then we go to Santana High School on Friday. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you, the people at Santana were great. The people at Santana, uh, immediately the PA guy comes up and says, big fan of the show. What's his name? And so. Dave. Big. <laughs> 
What, what was his name, Dave? I'd like to. I'm drawing like a blank right him. now, and I apologize. Well, what do you mean you're drawing a blank? I am. You self-centered you cock. I am drawing. Honestly, God, I'm drawing a blank. I remember Anna's name. <laughs> I would too. I'd marry a girl. I remember a girl too that had a beard. But okay. Shut up. So anyway, you didn't get her a goddamn razor. You didn't. Whatever. I bet that. I bet your wife's neighbor probably need a razor too. Should have got three at a time, sort of handing them out. Are you laughing at your own joke? I'm just saying. Nobody else. That's is. what you should have done. I bet the PA guy is probably a hell of a guy. He hey, is a hell him. of a guy. Actually, a hell of a guy. Said he knows the whole story about Jake, the whole deal. Great guy. So and my you point was. Remember his name? I'll remember it before the fucking show's over. You but won't. I'm drawing a blank. But he played our theme song. He he played he he played our song, our Gimme Shelter song. Oh yeah, well, the, we didn't the, have anything to do with Gimme Shelter. We just yeah, but he knows that's part of the yeah, show. It was, was kind of cool. I even God said to Josh, "Do you notice he played Gimme Shelter?" He goes, "Yes." So anyway, that's every, all Josh has to say. One word answer. Oh, he's Thanks. pissed. We lost too. Oh, well, so here we go. Josh. We go against Santana. Nothing against Santana. I think we're a better team. Okay, we God, lose in the eighth man. inning I because I don't know the kid that beats us twice is a guy that plays for me on the Bears, and yeah. I'm like motherfucker. Yeah, that was good. The kid that beat us was the guy that should never beat us because I know where his holes are in his swing. Fucking a. Fuck Game tying hit, gets on base in the eighth inning with a bunt, scores the winning run, and we lose two one. We went 0-3 this week. When you guys get beat, does everybody get in their own car, or do you have a bus? No, we get in our own car. We uh, Here's the deal. The the Sweetwater School District's broke. Yeah. Because $90 million was missing. You, you know the whole story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, it was $30 million, Now we're here. It's $90 million. $90 million. $90 million. So, Shit. I thought I had a bad week. So there are no, <laughs> there are no buses anymore. But I don't have to do that deal as far as ride with the buses and the kids everything else. But I don't scream, man. When I coach, I don't scream, but I, I hate losing. It's driven me crazy. So we end up losing Friday. We play Sarah High School tomorrow. They're 5-0. and oh. Yeah, you're done. No, we aren't done. We play oh, the, sorry. We play them in winter ball. We won like 17 nothing. If we fucking lose to Sarah, we lose to a team named after a girl. Yeah, named after a Steve Perry song <laughs> and a Hall & Oates song. No, that was Sherry. Hall & Oates had Sarah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve Perry. Oh, Sherry. Remember? Yeah, Sherry Perry? Jesus. All right. Oh, uh, I know so, who it was. So go ahead. Starship had a song named Sarah, too. They did. They did. Mickey Thomas. Yeah, it was an awful song. Yeah. The video know. with the tornado? Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. I remember that. Anyway. Okay. So, again, when we do this show tomorrow, I'll let you, you know. But, but they're 5-0. They're and oh, and as, I, as I was talking to their coach today, I want to make sure we're still playing because of the rain. Yeah. I go, yeah. I go, we aren't hitting very well. He goes, yeah, well. Six of our guys that you, uh, that weren't on the team during winter ball now on the team and they're carrying us. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so anyway, that's that was it. Wasn't great. And then today I went out and uh, I haven't cut a, cut the grass, dude, in thirty five years since I moved okay. out of Tennessee. Yeah, got on the old riding mower, dude. Shut sit- the fuck up, dude. I'm sitting here cutting the grass on a Sunday. Now where was that? Drinking my country time lemonade at Benita Vista High School. I had to get the field ready. So here's okay. the move. Here's the move, dude. That yeah. that I've learned from some of these colleges. What they do. Okay? okay, you've seen how they do a baseball field. How you drag yeah. the field. Yeah. So now the deal is, all these colleges tell me they don't drag the field. They get a roller, like a like you know a steamroller yeah. thing. You yeah. fill that thing full of water. You carry it on the back of that lawnmower. You cut the grass and you push the infield down at the same time. Okay. It evens out the the soft dirt underneath. It keeps the humps out. And then I freaking roll the dirt, which I never thought was open. It wow. gets it the infield to play even. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's not bad. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, my weekend was close as fun as yours. You can, can do it anytime you want. Bring your kids down. We'll put them to work. I'm going to fucking drive that thing, and here's what I'm going to do. 
Uh, can I have a Coors Light? Doug, not, not at the school, but yes. Why not? You can't drink on a goddamn high school campus. On a, you were down there on a Sunday. It doesn't matter. It's still a high school. You're like, you're like Bernie Wilson. When, it, when Saints is playing Eastlake and he goes, what part of the parking lot can we all get drunk in? I go, nowhere. Yeah. Ah, shit. All right. Well, I'll work around that. <laughs> but I want to drive that thing. And here's my move, Dave. The last time I had a cigarette, I was 16 years yeah. old. I've not had a cigarette since I was 16 because I was drunk at a party in Minneapolis. Yeah. I made fun of friends that I had gone back to visit. And the next day when I woke up, they're like, how you doing? I go, ugh. Again, that's because you had nine cigarettes last night. I have not had a cigarette since. But that streak will come to an end. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. You and I will reenact the scene from the Bad News Bears where I'll ride the tractor. Yeah. And you pull up in your dirt bike smoking right. a heater. I, I want a heater? And we'll just give each other the wink and the thumbs up. Yeah, I want to do that. But I want to drive that fucking thing wearing those uh, Vince Ferragamo yellow sunglasses. <laughs> You know that shit? Like protecting in case anything snaps and shoots up. Yes. That's awesome. Any like uh anything the kids have left behind when they're out there finger banging their <laughs> prom date. <laughs> I don't need any quarters flying up. Ka-ching! They hit that Vince Ferragamo glasses. I'm hey! I'm good. And I'm doing and I'll tell you the other thing I'm gonna do right now. Just yeah. think of this. I'm going to do the big trucker. You like how they do the big circles? Yeah. Like when they turn that big fucking semi? Yeah. That's how I'm going to turn that Jeep. But mine's going to be more kind of flat, like I'm DJing. Whoa! I'm just going to turn that fucker. Let's go. Dude, right now, you and I, we're watching a replay of the Mariners taking on the Diamondbacks on MLB Network. Mm -hmm. This is obviously Peoria. I just realized when the Padres go all brown, it's not going to look so good. What do you mean? Everything's navy over here in Peoria. There's nothing brown there. It's going to look weird. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> you say that about everything. Padres. All right. I, they'll be fine. I got to tell you this shit, too, that Go I ahead. heard. The Padres have lost their fucking mind. Doing what? I thought things were going good. Everything was going good. Then a friend of mine told me about this crazy fucking shit that the Padres... And I want to know how many of you have been hit up by this. They're out of their fucking mind. So the Padres have brand new premium seats that they put in in section Where? 108, which they're currently building. So okay. they've never. They're, they're adding seats to Petco Park. Or just, I think they've what they've done is torn out old ones and made this kind of a new premium section. Okay. So a friend of mine was approached buy premium seat sales and i saw the fucking emails so by the way padres don't be like oh you got that wrong i didn't get shit wrong they've listened to what the fuck these idiots are thinking down there at premium sales so they hit a friend of mine up for a 10 game package okay okay four seats seventy five hundred bucks 750 bucks a fucking game. Wow. Doesn't include parking. Doesn't include food or drink. And he doesn't even get to pick the fucking games. He No opening day. Okay. No Red Sox. A fucking Wednesday game against the Seattle Mariners. Wow. You fucking maniacs think is worth 750 bucks. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. 
And who's ever doing it better fucking remember, just because you signed Manny Machado, you still won 66 fucking games last year, kiddo. Let's get our shit together, okay? Because I tell you what, I feel very much like that old Sparky Anderson. Yeah. When my brother-in-law says to me, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I've always been fair with the fucking Padres. <laughs> and they've never been fair with us. But when buddies come to me and are like, hey, what the fuck is with your team trying to hit me up for 750 bucks one fucking Dodger game in this 10-game package? Like, he's seeing the Rangers, right? Like, yeah. one game with the... It's the most horseshit 10-game package. Wow. 750 a fucking game. And did, he said, lose my number. Did he tell him lose your number? That's he not a should. good sign. Did, okay, so what's the deal with... Uh, I haven't bought Padre tickets in a long time. So if I'm going to see the Padres and they're taking on the Diamondbacks mm -hmm. and then they're taking on the Red Sox, do they raise the price for games against the Red Sox? I would guess they did. Okay. I didn't go for those games. I got tickets for opening day. Yeah. Which um, I, it's not a bad move. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just yeah. saying supply and demand. Dodgers do that. Okay. I tried to get Dodger tickets for to go see Bryce Harper. Okay. Because I'm already taking my kids to Beach Town night. Yeah. And like I got cool seats for Beach Town night. We're out, I think we're out in the outfield, kind of up high. But we like those seats. Yeah. And dude, it was fine. Like I'm not I'm not bitch about that at all. I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. My kids will dig it. We'll have a good time. I was fine with the price I paid for opening day. We're down the first baseline, and, like, those seats aren't bad either. Like, my kids like sitting up high. Like, obviously, like to sit behind on plate. What did they say today when they sat close? Do they think it was awesome, or yeah, they like, they like they it? Dug, yeah, they dug yeah. it. And, um, and basketball especially, because you don't realize how big the guys are until you're down low. Like well, that. their mom said it to me today. She goes, you know what? She goes, those were 90 a ticket. They're 90 a ticket face value. And she said, you know, if we did, she goes, we could probably do two games on that, right? Yeah. Where you go, like, you cover one, I'll cover the other one. And we could do two and sit down there. I go, well, shit, if Kawhi goes there next year, that may not be 90 a ticket. But I go, yeah, You're I'm right. down for that. Yeah. She goes, okay. She goes, next year, if you want to do that. She goes, I'll do that too. She goes, you know, we, she goes, however you want to do it. If we split them, you know, two different games, if that works for the money. But she goes, I, she goes, come on, let's just. If we're going to come all the way up here yeah, and we're going to see it, she goes, it's, I, I told her, I go, yeah, I go, I'm not, I'm not playing the, uh, over the top game, but yeah, when I sat with Horton fucking yeah. courts, I'm like, even though I look like I was fucking being interrogated, <laughs> Michael, Michael Cohen the other day looked like he was, was having great. more fun than me. Uh, yeah, oh, fuck. I was dying. Um, and I, I said to her, I go, yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Like. Yeah, but I swear, Dave, where I was today, it was really fun, too. I don't mind sitting up in different places. You know, it's funny. What changed it all for my kids was the Padres when they were at Qualcomm. Mm -hmm. And the Padres were great when you would say, hey, you know what? Can I get four tickets? And they always said yes. Yeah. And then they'd give us four tickets that were about 10 rows up from home plate. Remember? Oh, yeah. And so my kids grew up going to games that way. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was like, if we aren't sitting this close for everything, I don't no, want to go. yeah. I'd rather just watch it on TV. I mean, right now, you and I are watching this on TV. It looks like we're three feet away from Kyle Seeger, you right. know? So, like, Josh was like, it's not worth it. I'd rather watch on TV than sit way up. And But it was it was because of going to Qualcomm as a young kid kind of ruined it for him. And 
just like you said, if you aren't going to go very often, you aren't a season ticket holder, you're going to go a couple times a year. Yeah. Then we would spend the money for the for yeah. the extra seats. You know, say you know it's worth it to get a good good experience. But I until did, you get hit in the eye with a t-shirt cannon. Yeah. I yeah. did not go looking for Red Sox tickets, and the only reason why I didn't get tickets to see um, to the see Dodgers. The, no, to see the Phillies okay. here is because, like I said, we're already going Saturday night for Beach Town Night, which they dig. Yeah. And the Nationals are in earlier in that week, like the Monday, or I'm sorry, the Phillies are in town earlier in the week, like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so I just said to them, I go, look, if we're only going to three or four games a year, I don't want to blow out two of them in the same week. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. I got you. All right. I want to ask you about Bryce Harper in just a second, but I want uh-huh. to mention, first I want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Look, here's the time to go ahead and call Alan Taylor. Things ain't going to get really busy for him. But here's the time to call him to make sure that pool is ready for the summertime when those kids are out. 20 years in San Diego, Alan Taylor's been doing a great job with tailor-made pools, full remodeling, commercial and residential, new equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, installation. Don't wait till summer break. Make sure that you call Alan Taylor and make sure you have an idea of what you want your pool to look like. Trust me, what you imagine in your head is nothing like he's thinking in his head. He's going to make it that much better for you. Take a look at the 3D designs with the virtual tours. Take the guesswork out of everything. Alan Taylor's your guy. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Goddamn love the other day when he just nonchalantly with Amy posts a picture watching baseball in Coronado. He's just hanging out in the Dave and Jeff shirt. Yeah. That's my fucking boy right there. Dave, we were all around, uh, man, I feel like I've been all around San Diego and L.A. the last 48 hours, and it's so green yeah, right now. Yeah, looks like Ireland. Yeah. My son told me, do you know we've had, my son said we've had more rain in 2019 than we had in all of 2018. Oh, yeah, usually it didn't seem like it rained at all in 2018. Right, and so now, with everything looking green and great, and it just, it feels like spring, right? Baseball's here. That's when you start thinking about, hey, what are you doing for spring break? What are you yeah. doing for summer vacation? And holy shit, wouldn't it be nice, especially, Dave, you know this, so many of our friends have gone through this. When kids go away, you go, God damn, it'd be nice to be like, hey, come on back. Come hang out. Hang yep. out at the pool. Take a week off from school. Take a week off from work. Come hang out at the pool. Well, that's what you can do when Alan Taylor comes out with his guys. Man, check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Go to the sponsor page and see for yourself. They're absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. Brian Kerr is your guy for real estate in San Diego County. More than 20 years for him, too. Don't forget, he's the guy that's last in this business with so many of your friends have decided to get their license, and all of a sudden they disappear because Brian makes a living at this. This is what he's really good at. This is where he wins all these awards. He's the guy that knows this San Diego County better than anyone else. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call to take a look at your next place to live. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Figured it out today. I'm going to live on uh, Wilshire Boulevard. Is that right? I'm going to live in one of the Sterling Towers. I like it. It's going to be great. And uh, I said to my kids today, I go, you can just stay in San Diego with your mom. You can sit <laughs> down there. And I'm going to move up here. And I'm going to move in. Thing that I know is driving around LA today, Dave. Every girl in LA acts like they're the missing Kardashian sister. They all have the same hair, the same eyebrows, the same glasses, same stretch pants. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna find one of these girls. She probably named herself Connie Kardashian. 
<laughs> and Connie Kardashian and I are going to move in. We're going to be on the uh, 28th floor of the, the Sterling Tower right there at Wilshire Boulevard. And guess who's going to make it happen for me? Brian Curry. Exactly right. He's going to negotiate the deal. I'm going to sign the papers. And Connie and I are going to start our life together. And I said to Jack and Kate, you know what you're going to be? Just like the smithereens sang, kid. Only a memory. <laughs> Do your kids know Cheryl Lattis? Have you dropped that one on them yet? I haven't uh, completely told them about Cheryl Ladd. Yeah. I always tell them about J-Lo, and they like that one a lot. I like that. I like that a lot. Don't forget, as Jeff just said, go to our sponsor page. Check out everything that we have on there on the DaveAndJeffShow.com. Kyle Fluker's your guy. He's the guy that put it together. He can make the website look that much better for you as well. Call Kyle as far as everything web design, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Love it. We're going to do uh, Jake's Project's website is coming together. The next event is coming together. Uh, so many different things are coming together. But really right now as you are promoting a brand, it's always going to start with that website. And that's why Kyle Fluger has done an amazing job. I love the compliments that we've gotten at DaveAndJeffShow.com, those same compliments will come your way as well. Absolutely. All right, I want to ask you about Bryce Harper because you talked about possibly seeing him here in San Diego. Number one, what kind of reception does Bryce Harper get here in San Diego? Mm. Two, as i got to ask about this contract. Dumbest fucking contract ever, right? <laughs> I don't get the contract at all. Dumbest? Uh, I don't understand. Deal. Why would he, he not put any outs in? He could put an out in if he wanted to. Right. Like the Phillies didn't put it out in, the whole thing. It was really, really weird. I mean, I understand he says he doesn't want to go through this process again. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm telling you right now, as a guy who follows the Dodgers, I've told him on the show over and over again, I don't want Bryce Harper. I thought Bryce yeah. Harper's kind of a distraction from the team game. He hasn't done as much as what people think he has done. He was an MVP once. Otherwise, he has not finished in the top 10 in MVP voting in any other year in his career. His war number is one. It means he's he's one win during the regular season for 162 games. Doesn't seem like a guy that you go, he's the actual guy guy. Well, so, I mean, he's great. But Anderson Simmons has a better war number than him. Yet you weren't giving Anderson Simmons $330 million. No, the, the deal, look, if the Phillies sign Mike Trout in two years, as expected, yeah. Mike Trout's going to get a much better deal. Now, how's that not tampering when Bryce Harper says that yesterday or two days ago? I didn't see what he said. He said there's another big name coming off the books in two years. I mean, everyone knows he's talking about Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, what the, fu- what the, what fu- the, the fuck is that? And then he's <laughs> Tom, Tom at Excalibur? What the- yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Bryce. Hey, shut your mouth. Fuckhead. First press conference, we got to bring a championship back to D.C.? Oh, that's great. Can you imagine that fucking guy? Fucking guy. God damn you. Mu- hey, fuckface. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come yeah. home. Come home, Ruben Sierra. <laughs> Who is the... Uh, come home, Von Hayes. Who is the shortstop? Steve Jeltz? Steve Jeltz, that's a good one. <laughs> Where's Dutch? He's dead. Shit! <laughs> come home, Nails. <laughs> oh, shit. Dave, that, the deal on that contract, look... The first thing about the Machado contract that you noticed immediately was the White Sox were pissed. Yes. Rick Hahn fucked up, and Kenny Williams wanted to say, my GM fucked up. He sure did. He said, well, we have a GM that handles this. In other words, it was like, anybody looking at this, I'm not the guy who fucked up. That dickhead did. 
And Rick Collins said, oh, shit. Ken's mad. Yeah, I feel. I, I'm upset. Yeah, he fucked up. He did. You know what you saw after the Harper trade? Nobody said shit. No. Because whether you were the Giants or the Dodgers, um, the White Sox, I guess, to a certain extent, way down the line, the Padres, nobody in baseball was like, fuck, that's all it took? Yeah. They all looked at that deal and go, that's the dumbest fucking deal. That deal had Padres written all over it, or twins. <laughs> that's the where you look at that and you go, well, what are you doing? Like, yeah. It was so strange all the way around. I didn't understand the whole deal and, and, he, and whatever about him wanting to be a West Coast guy. It's like, it was funny. Machado is supposed to want to be an East Coast guy. Right. Right? So here you go. You take the 13 years, which takes you to 39, which is a weird number to me, too. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. If you're going for to 39, why don't you at least stretch it out to 42? Right. You know, I mean, hell, at least pull it into your 40. Dude, the whole thing was so strange. And the fact that the Dodger deal, I thought, was interesting because 45 million a year is a ton of fucking money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they offered him $180 million for yeah. four years, which would have made him a free agent at age 30. He'd said he didn't want to do this again. But as uh, watching that whole thing play out, you kind of go, well, if you're a real competitor, don't you kind of have faith in yourself? Like yeah. Machado has a five-year out. Let's hope Machado finishes here, but he has a five-year out. So is Hosmer. And Hosmer does too. Hosmer's deal makes me a little nervous on that one because Hosmer, I don't think it's going to, the better years aren't in front of him. Machado's better years are definitely in front of him. I think he's on pace to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm, I'm still fine with the Hosmer deal. I am. Funny yesterday... Uh, two quick Padre things to bring up, and then I'm pretty much yeah. done because it's getting late tonight. But um, I thought Mark Sweeney said something yesterday during the broadcast in regards to Hosmer that a couple people jumped on. And Sweeney said he expects a different year because he said throughout the year he didn't feel like Hosmer was seeing any good pitches because the opposing teams didn't fear him. And so he probably made some bad decisions at the plate. And just said this year, when you have a Machado hitting behind him, he goes, I would expect it to be a much more normal Eric Hosmer year. Now, I listen to that, and I go, yeah, that kind of makes sense, right? I mean, you put a guy who hits consistently 30 bombs behind you, you should see better pitches. But I saw a lot of people jump online. We're like, Sweeney, stop making excuses. Hosmer was dog shit. I'm like, well, yeah, but I... I don't think Mark came out and said he was dog shit. No, he, and he can't. I mean, he kind of said what you have to say. You and I have been in that situation with the Chargers before. Yeah. And I tell you what, you ask Fred McCreary right now, <laughs> he's going to say the Chargers are struggling, Dave. <laughs> we'll take your calls. The thing with Hosmer was not only did he have a bad offensive year and he had his worst defensive year, we all expected the glove doesn't go into slumps, is you look at it and go, well, what are you paying for? And what you're paying for isn't what the Padres got in return. That's not the kind of gear they paid for. So as a baseball fan, I think you have every right to be critical of Osmer. Yeah, I feel like that's a guy, though. It can only go up. You hope, right? Right. 248, 18 home runs. It can only go up. Yeah. I feel like that's a guy where you go, okay, I'll I'll gamble on that. I'm I'm fine with Osmer moving forward. How about the fact Andy Green says he's the leader in the clubhouse? Like, he's the guy. I don't don't disagree with that. I mean, he's the guy with the World Series rings, and he's not the... The Will Myers, and he's not the the Machado as far as reputation goes. He's the guy that hopefully the young guys are following. Um, and I didn't see a lot of defensive plays to Myers, but I saw Myers make a pretty good catch in center field yesterday. Yeah. Where he looked pretty good. Um, this was the other thing. I just, 
I was in L.A. all day today. I didn't see the game. But I saw Paddock, struck out a few guys, walked a few guys, gave up a couple earned runs today. Dave, nobody's been fucking higher on Paddock than me for a couple of years and everything else. But holy fuck, the kid was at Elsinore a year ago. I mean, he pitched one spring training outing. We have a quote from Austin Hedges that he should start opening day. After two fucking spring training innings, after pitching at A-ball a year ago. Can we calm the fuck down on but, that? But if anybody should know, shouldn't it be Hedges? He's caught everybody in the fucking system. Uh, we're, we're Who do ba- you want to be the opening day starter? Uh, I'd like, well, I would have liked it to be Dallas Keuchel. I think we're a little late down the fucking line on that right now. But I don't know, Dave, if it's Strom or anybody but Brian Mitchell. No right? shit. You know, I don't know if it's Lucchese. I'd rather have Lucchese than Lauer. But for me, I'm like, calm the fuck down. When the guy's thrown two innings of spring training, and this today, just seeing it being more normal, we go, okay. Yeah. Maybe the idea of like, hey, let's keep the normal progression for Paddock, like we thought about, where he's at double A. I know that he has to go to El Paso, but if he goes to double A and he spends a month and he gets 10 starts down there, I know what they wrote, which was, well, the inning count is the same. I mean, you're counting innings. Well, he's counting at double A or he's counting them in the bigs. Look, man, guys can get fucked up <laughs> when you come up and get knocked around. I don't know that Paddock would mentally get fucked up. He's a pretty strong-minded Seems kid. Seems that way to me. Yeah. Pretty strong-minded kid. But to me, I don't feel like there's any reason, especially in 2019, where you feel like, hey, I know we're in a 40 zone with Paddock, but let's just put the foot completely down on the gas and go 88 with this fucking kid. Why? And the funniest shit, too, was Manny Machado coming out yesterday and saying Tatis should be the opening day shortstop. You know what that means? That means Tatis becomes a free agent 26, yeah. just like Machado exactly. did. Exactly. Just like Bryce Harper did. And then you're looking around going, oh, fuck, we got to come up with a $400 million deal. Hey, Manny, you just. That's what I'm saying, right? That was about to look what I'm saying, what you're about to say. Hey, Manny, why don't you sit there and, and do what we pay you to do? Yeah. Don't sit there and put pressure back in the front office. You already put the screws to us. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll handle the disease deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know it. Yeah. But nobody, I'm looking at all the fucking beat writers, and nobody says, well, you know, Manny, yeah. We get it. You're probably telling them, yeah, kid, then you can walk like I did exactly at age right. 26. Yeah, but it's going to fuck us a, a full season if we do what you do. Right. We aren't doing that, Manny. We're not doing that. Yeah, I, I, that, that, that's always strange. You just joined the fucking team. Now you're going to put the front office in a bad situation? Well, I understand what the feeling was, which was this kid's so good, he should yeah. be the guy to I go. I got it. He's supporting his teammates. Yeah. But you're the front office. You're like, fuck, just hey, do what you're supposed to do. Manny, you calm down. Calm down. Now, the other crazy shit that came from Kevin A.C. is that they're putting Mejia. Mejia is absolutely going to AAA to start the year. Yeah. Now, that's the other funny thing to me, which I'm not arguing it, but if you figure you go, well, that kid's your top prospect, uh, or one of your top. I mean, Tatis is They got so many, dude. Right. But, yeah, all right, well, I guess Mejia's going down, whatever. Maybe it just... Makes it easier to make Hedges the everyday guy, right? Let Hedges catch yeah. every day here. 
Let me hear you catch every day in AAA so you don't have to worry about rotation, platoon, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I just I was kind of a little surprised. I thought he would have broken camp with the team. Well, if Mejia is supposed to be a starter down the line, you don't want him sitting on the bench watching someone else get at bats. He's not right. going to get any better on a daily basis. Let him get as many swings in as possible during this time. Also, I want to see what Mejia does defensively. Can he improve? Because offensively, everybody's sold on him. But how many guys, Dave, do you look at around the league and you go, that guy catching, and you go, man, he is really outstanding defensively. It's one of those guys, We one of those, excuse me, skills that, as I said, you can't tell with the naked eye. We don't know. Right. It's either a guy offensively produces, yes. right? Real Muto is kind of a guy who gives you. Offensive, yeah, but they say defensively is dog shit. For Real Muto? For, for Real Muto. That's why. I thought I, he was all right. That's, I did too. And then they said he's like 58th. Like the 58th best offensive catcher. God damn, that, we can't do that. No, I mean, think about how many catchers that is. There are 30 teams. Yeah. He's 58th best. Well, he's got to be behind Kurt Suzuki. He's behind Rocky Gale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. The Phillies got him for the bat. The Phillies might be really exciting to watch offensively, but for the Padres are right now, and you add a Machado, I'll go ahead and take that defensive catcher, especially with the young pitching staff. Yeah. I'll take edges. All right, even though he's going to... Hit 210, yeah. But fucking I'll, hit. I, yeah, I mean, is he, defensively, if he's the guy that frames the pitches and helps those guys coming up, make their job that much easier, go ahead. Hedges hits about two fucking 10, but he's still 15 to 20 bombs. Yeah. Like, it's funny to me. You look at that guy... Because he go, just happens to run into him. Yeah, he's not like Inky Dinky Dude. No, but he's... Rob Deere. I'll give an example of a guy that you go, Jesus, can't you run into more than fucking 15 to 20 bombs? Is Gossiel Puig. As big as that motherfucker right. is, wouldn't you think that you'd run into more than you know twenty something bombs a year? How many? Do you Look get at Framil Reyes. He's a guy that runs into yeah. more bombs than Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun, man. I tell you, it's great. I love it. I love the debate. I love the whole thing. I think this year, with Machado getting here, makes it all of a sudden really exciting, because I think we always, at least for me, I shouldn't say all of us do this. But I've always kind of felt like uh, Cordero and Reyes yeah. were on one team. Here, I'll give you an old school uh, WWE analogy. Okay. I kind of felt like Cordero, uh, Franchi Cordero and Fran Mill Reyes were one team. Margot and Renfro were the other team, right? Old yeah. school Road Warriors Freebirds. But now it kind of feels like it's an old house bunkhouse stampede where you go, well, wait, it's not necessarily Cordero and Reyes together. It could be Cordero against Reyes. I've always viewed them, Dave, as kind of Margot Renfro kind of come as a pair, Franchi and Fran Mill come as a pair. But now you go, well, wait a minute. If it's Cordero against Reyes, who's the better guy? Uh, Renfro's not going to take center field from Margot. So maybe you look at it more like Cordero against Margot, Reyes against Renfro. You don't think they're phasing Margot out by saying that, that Myers is going to center? And that you sit there and maybe you start doing like the Dodgers did where they go with that righty lineup, the lefty lineup? Five. I mean, you got Jankowski and you have Cordero from the left side. From the right side, right, you have Renfro, yeah. you have Reyes, you have Myers. I mean, is that the plan? Is that the way Major League Baseball is going? Where you try and go a lefty-righty lineup? I don't know, man. I don't know what with the, Myers not coming out. I mean, the Dodgers last year only had two guys that played every day, and that was yeah. Turner and Machado. Otherwise, yeah. they had a different lineup every time. Every time they right? had a righty left lineup and a lefty lineup. Wow! 
So I'm just saying, is that the future? I, I do like how baseball is finding more guys that play multiple positions who can have a deeper pitching staff. Yeah. Like the 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 Javi Baez's, the Kiki Hernandez's, yeah. the the Marwin Gonzalez's. Yeah. Because when you guys. have yeah, when you have guys that can play, you know, two, three positions, all of a sudden you can carry an extra pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, you can change yeah. guys up. I was trying to think. And also for kids who are developing in the game, let's say your kids were playing baseball right now, uh-huh. they would love the fact that they aren't just, hey, you're a third baseman from now on. Right. Instead of saying, you know what, if you, if you can play left, you might open some doors down the line. You start, for kids, it makes the game a little bit more exciting, you know, and I get a, get a chance to move around a little bit. Don't you think the pods hoped that Myers could ultimately be one of those guys? Yeah, I, I do. I mean... Be honest, Third and yeah. first yeah. and all the outfield spots. And you go, dude, you're going to play every day, but we just want you to have some versatility. Let's see if you can – and third may have been a stretch. Wasn't Myers, correct me if I'm wrong in this. I, it, was Myers a catcher coming up? Yes. Yes. We talked about that before, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. So Myers, who we all know has ADD, right? I mean, the guy, the guy gets bored so fucking quick. The position for Myers should have been catcher all along. The way to keep a kid with ADD involved in baseball is put him right. behind the plate. Yeah, otherwise he's going to get hit right in the yeah. fucking face. <laughs> yes, that's what you do, though, when you get a spaz. You stick him behind the plate. Yeah, jack him up on Hershey bars. Exactly, right. <laughs> a couple, couple cans of squirt and go back out there. Um, And I'm going to end this way. Yeah. The funniest shit that happened to me, let's circle back to Friday night. Okay. I'm driving home. There's a guy who listens to this podcast who will remain nameless, but his name rhymes with Jim and uh, sends me a text. I'm driving home on Friday night and he goes, hey, I'm listening to Vivid Radio. Now, where the fuck is Vivid Radio? It's on Sirius. What channel? I think fuck, I think it used to be like 109 or something like stars or some shit like that. It's when Dr. Laura used to be on. It's like, it used to be that number. I don't Did we know. we get it? I think we get it. You pay for Stern, I guarantee you get it. That is funny as shit. Are you looking that up? No, I, I, I am. Now I am. I didn't even know Vivid Radio was there. Like the last time I really thought about it, I thought porn was more of a visual medium than an audio medium. Yeah. Nothing better then listening to Nina Hartley, hey, Nina, when you did that scene in 1975 with Ron Jeremy. Channel 102, it said on, uh, is what it says. 102? 102. God, I didn't even know we had it. It's, well, you have 100 Stern, 101 Stern, and then 102. I don't even listen to 101 Stern. Yeah, I don't either. Well, you say it's a, it's a visual. Yeah, but you've heard of people calling up and talking dirty on the phone. Right? Yeah, that was never... Yeah, That's what they're doing. You fucking sick, twisted fuckers. You get back in the hole. Like Sam Kennison used to say. Yeah. Get the fuck back in the hole, weirdo. Um, But my friend, whose name rhymes with Jim, sends me a text and he goes, Hey, I got Vivid Radio on. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, Lisa Ann was just on and mentioned David Jeff. That's cool. That's really cool. And I'm like, what the, where the fuck yeah. do we live? Like, what happened to us? Like, <laughs> The what greatest ha- thing ever. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. So all of you driving, yeah. hey, let me know when somebody on Vivid Radio gives you a fucking shout out. Well, it's funny as hell is someone says, you guys should listen to her on or watch her on Periscope, which I've never done except for Friday. And I said, I did. I watched I it today. I don't Periscope. And what I, she, that, that's if, where media is. Somehow, if you, uh, I don't know the hell she popped up on, on my phone, but it was either through Twitter okay. or through Instagram. And then I uh, happened to watch and she was talking about going on this trip to Alaska. The whole goddamn deal. It was kind of funny. But then I was, I think on Periscope. Going to Alaska? She's going to Alaska in March. So uh, mm. it, it, here's the funny thing. I think on Periscope, I've never done Periscope either. But I think once you log in to watch, she can see the names that pop up. Who's watching? Okay. So I'm like, fuck. Am I about to log on? <laughs> She's going to go, hey, Dave. I'd be all embarrassed. Hey. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah right. anyway, yeah, I think that's how it works, though. Like, you know how many people are following you. Well, I told you I worked at Santa Fe Liquor yeah. in Encinitas. Did I tell you this? And there was a girl that came in, and she worked at Lay Girls. Okay. But we are way up. I was riding motorcycles. Yeah. We're way up in North County. She was like, yeah, I worked down there. And she was, like, she was nice. I'm trying to think. She was she was a attractive girl, but not like... um. Like she looked like she'd be a really great. Uh, she's that girl that works at your favorite sports bar. You know the okay. sports bar where you're like really cute waitress. Yeah, you know the type, right? But it didn't really strike you like the lay girls type. Yeah. And she was like mid twenties, and she was already married. And her husband came in the store too, and this guy was way too fucking into everybody going down there. And seeing her. Yeah, you should go. You should go. Hey, wind it down a little bit, okay? (laughs) Wind it down. Yeah, you should go see her. She's down there Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, Gary Busey. (laughs) Calm down. But, you know, the guy's like, hey, you know, you got to support local businesses. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll go. Okay. So you go, and all of a sudden, like, she looks like she's just trying to see how far she can fucking stretch her legs and david's like you said the other day or like you just said all of a sudden she's like in this awkward position yeah. hey she sees us and like i i don't yeah, it's feel weird good. huh yeah, yeah feel feel good. Good. <laughs> like i just saw my third grade teacher miss turner all right, Dave, I got a what if for you. All right, go I ahead. I saw this one on Twitter, and you love throwing out these I what do. ifs. I do. I like okay? the what ifs. I'm going to throw this fucking what if out. Go in. ahead. All right. What if you found that your girlfriend and your mom switched bodies? Which one would you fuck to get it back to normal? Dude, I'm not playing this game, dude. Play it! No, dude, this is the worst. Who fucking threw this Did you see that the other day? No, I didn't. I almost threw my phone right in the dude, fucking you river. You if they had a river in Carlsbad, I would have thrown it in there. You don't have to answer. It's the sickest game oh, ever. Oh, it's the worst game ever. Right. I think I said, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see it? No, that's like one of those things in the saw or something. That's horrible. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to give you an overrated. I, was, I love doing the San Diego overrated deals. All right. Old Town. Old Town's overrated. Old Town shit. <laughs> Old Town shit. Seaport Village is shit. It is. People go, you want to go to Old Town? No. No. Where yeah. else can you go? Um, if you were going to skip Old Town, where else would you go? That's funny you said that. 
That's funny you said that. It's uh, it's funny. I drove by Dude, Old Town the other day because I was stuck in traffic, park. and I was like, Old Town sucks. Old Town does suck. The you best thing about Old Town is that little golf course it. that you can play on that that uh, par three golf course. Look, if you're going to Old Town, go ten minutes further south and go to Coronado. Good point. Yeah, Coronado is the place to go. Coronado is great, right? You Never across, disappoints. Yeah, go across on the bridge. Yeah. Same thing with Seaport Village. If you're gonna walk to Seaport Village. Fucking spend a few bucks and take the ferry. Yep. And go over to Coronado. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. you come across and you're in that little shop right there by like POEs. But you could, uh, sh- I mean, you'd, it'd be a pretty long walk down Orange Avenue. Yeah, Cor- you're right. Coronado is that one place. If anyone who's never come to San Diego says, take me around and you take them to Coronado, they're always impressed. All right. Here's my one question for people that know, everybody knows everything that listens to this show. That's why I love this show. Uh, not anything I do on it. I just love how everybody bails me out. So I had my sons, and we were down there that day that we were shooting hoops. And I was going to take them to the Night and Day Cafe okay. in Coronado, which is such a great place. And the name is Night and Day Cafe. I felt like I mentioned this last week. I'm sorry if I'm being No, redundant. you didn't. I never know what I tell not. Dave on the air and off the air. And uh, the Night and Day Cafe was locked up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right they're going out of from, business? Well, I don't know that they were going out of business, but I've never seen them close. I've been wow. going to Coronado for, shit, 25 years. And I just thought my sons would get the coolest kick out of that place, sitting at the counter. Man, those dudes that yeah. work there, it, it doesn't matter what the fuck they're making, Dave. They can make you a chili omelet or a Reuben. It's all coming off that same, yes, off that same hot plate. <laughs> Watch those dudes making hash browns. Those guys are artists, man. Short order cooks is a hard job. My buddy was a short order cook at Chili's. There's no way I could do that job. That's a hard job. We go, my sons will go, there's a Denny's that they like because you can sit at the counter and look in and see what that dude's doing. And from, yeah. Dude, if you know anybody who's done that, there's no way. How long would you last? Do you think you could last two shifts? No way. No way. It's it's too hard, man. It's a, it's a crazy hard job. Right. Yeah, no way. Dave, I'm going to need a Denver omelet. I'm going to need a patty melt, easy onions, right? You'd be like, what? Huh? I watched this lady today. It was, uh, it was just my mother and I. So what do you want to eat? She goes, let's uh, let's go to Islands. She wanted to go to Islands. I said, okay. Okay. And we're the last the ba- last booth in, in the row. And I'm watching our waitress come down. And literally every table asked her for something. And she didn't write one thing down. Everyone asked her for something. Boom, boom, she boom. Did she fuck it up? Nope. Didn't fuck it up. And I was like, wow. there's no way I would have got Alice right. Diet Coke's here. New refill of iced tea here. Uh, bring me the check here. Want an extra order of fries here. Boom, boom, boom. And then she, I watched her. She went right back, got everything right. I was like, there's no way I'd fucking get that right. What's the shit that we have to ask for straws now in a restaurant? Yeah, you do. So dumb. Yeah. I asked. Yeah. No problem. I got my straw. I haven't gotten one of those paper ones everybody's talking about. Ah, they're terrible. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can follow us on social media. Dave's there at Dave Palais. I'm there, Jeff Dotseth. Uh, thank you to everybody who's emailed me in the last week. I have tried cool. to get around to, to answering all of them. Social media, Gavin and Maggie. And, man, just so many good people that always check in. I just I, I appreciate this audience very, very much. We're incredibly lucky. And uh, ignore what Dave said. If you're walking around, 
uh, and you see somebody that needs a little help, shit, man. I didn't say ignore the homeless people. You did. I did 100% did you not. You mocked them because you're fucking cold and self-centered. She looked like a cat. Yeah. You look like a douche in the Dodger hat. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Fred Yulman, thank yes. you very much. I uh, can't wait. Me, Sean Walchef, Jim Trotter going back out to see the Giants. Are you and- paying the 750 bucks? No, me, Jim, and Sean. Are- <laughs> me, I Jim- know, if you just ripped the shit out of those guys. Me, I- Jim, and Sean are going yeah. as Fred Let and AJ's guests. I realize I hate this bet that we have coming up. Yeah, you're out a thousand bucks, I do. motherfucker. No, it's not even the thousand bucks. I hate the fact I told you that I got to root against these goddamn guys now because I don't want to be out a thousand. When those guys were so nice to me with Jake. Yeah. You know, honestly, I feel terrible about that. Yeah. How, really? I you're do. Even if a you would have reminded, if you would have, that's true. Right now, I am. If you would have reminded me about that at the time, I would never have taken that bet. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm the one that created the bet. You but did. Yes. You would have waited like two days and then asked them if they could help with grass at Bonita Vista. Look, this seems horseshit. I hate everything about them. Hey, how you doing, guys? It's Coach Dave Pallet at Bonita Vista. I was wondering if you could help me fucking resod my entire outfield. Hello. You still there? This on? You know they ripped that grass up during the guiding motocross. Yeah, shit. I need an infield. Well, great. I hope they give it to fucking Sarah. <laughs> and it comes back to haunt you. <laughs> All right. Tell your pitching coach to bring his A game. We'll All see right, you tomorrow I'll night. See ya. It's been so-